Hello everybody, I am Sam Pomerant, and this is the Remembering Fun Podcast. Today's guest is the man, the myth, the legend, YouTuber, biblical scholar, the one and only Brandon Fairbairn. Enjoy! And I've been a little bit inside and out, missing your smile and your Brandon, how are you doing? I am doing, um, well, I mean, I was listening to a podcast with you and Craig, and you said you were doing swell. I am also doing swell right now. Also doing swell right now? Yes. That's, you know, that's a big deal. That's a, that's a pretty high level of, uh, emotion you're feeling right now. It is, yes, uh, I, one could say I feel like I'm in a swellness center right now. You're, you're the best, Brandon. You're the best. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel like we should start the podcast talking about what everyone's expecting us to talk about. The big news that came out yesterday. Uh, now, I know you saw this because I, I, I posted it on Instagram and tagged you in it. Um, they're making okay, a new yeah. Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah, they are. What was uh, your immediate reaction upon hearing this? Um, it was, I mean, I feel like I went through all the five stages of grief, but, like, in reverse. <laughs> like, the opposite of the five stages of I was happy. I was just happy. I don't even think it was the five stages. I, it was just happy. Because um, <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog won as Sonic the Hedgehog and Jim Carrey as Ivo Robotnik. That was a masterpiece of a cinema. I don't think any, like, it's the b- best movie since maybe Casablanca. I think I think we can all agree on that. Yeah, that's um, definitely not a hot take. That's that's common knowledge at this point. It, yeah, so Sonic the Hedgehog two, hopefully, mm-hmm. hopefully starring Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog and um, Jim Carrey as Ivo Robotnik, I think will be the sequel that we all need. Yes, I think you know I think it'll. The world's in such a terrible place right now. I think we will all be unified by Sonic the Hedgehog two, two Sonic two Hedgehog. Yeah. yeah. That's the working title, from what I've heard. Um, I have a fan casting idea. What do you think of Thomas Middleditch playing Tails? Thomas Middleditch playing Tails? I would, I would pay so much money to see that. <laughs> My <laughs> Thomas Middleditch and Ben Schwartz—they're a—they're a dynamic duo. All mm-hmm. right, they're—they're they're the best dynamic duo since I don't know. Um, Napoleon the Third and May. Uh, no, no, Napoleon the Third and Margarine. I think. Wow. Since yeah. then, since since then, that's the, they're the best dynamic duo. All wow. right, Thomas Middleditch is the Napoleon to Ben Schwartz. Uh, wait, hold on. Hold on. Wait a second. Hold on. I don't do podcasts a lot. This is uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ben Schwartz is the is the margarine to uh, Thomas Middleditch's Napoleon the Third. So why did you have to change that? Why was the other way you said it not okay? Because I'm not thinking before I talk. No, but, like, what's wrong with Thomas Middleditch being... Uh, I mean, with Ben Schwartz being the Napoleon instead of Thomas Middleditch, what's the specificity of that? In my previous statement above. <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. <laughs> I'm just glad we're getting our facts straight on this podcast about... It, it, with the comedy duo 
of Ben Schwartz and Thomas Middleditch, which one represents Napoleon and which one represents the other guy. I'm going to be honest. I, I was always under... Pardon? Well, when watching the cinematic masterpiece, Jake and Amir, the episodes mm -hmm. with um, Thomas Middleditch and, and uh, Ben Schwartz, I was always under the impression that... Um, Maybe my, my first uh, analogy with Ben Schwartz being Napoleon works better because Ben Schwartz I always saw as sort of the more dominating figure over Thomas Middleditch in the Jake and Amir episodes. Okay. He always seemed to be a, a more more of a, a leading figure, if you will. That is true. He did seem to to have a lot of control over the environment unless he was asked what his name was. Yes. Yeah. Oh, if you ask, if you ask Ben Schwartz who his name was, well, what's my name? His name? Well, I mm -hmm. think his name right now is Sonic T Hedgehog. <laughs> Wait, his middle name is the. <laughs> his last name is Hedgehog, and his middle name is the. It's, it's T. No, it's just the letter T. Oh, just the letter Sonic, T. Sonic. <laughs> Sonic T Hedgehog. Okay, that that you know that's fair. I mean, it makes sense that he has such a weird name because, like his uh, famous <laughs> like his counterpart, he is Char an orphan. Uh, oh, right, like uh, like um, Jim Carrey in Sonic the Hedgehog one. Yes, he was. Yes, he he was an orphan. He asked, uh, "What's his face, the cop guy, if he's read Charlotte's?" Wait, hold on. Is no, this is a different analogy. You're doing a no, different no, no, no. bit right now. <laughs> Different bit. I'm getting like it's such a cinematic masterpiece yeah. that yeah, one joke leads smoothly into another. So it's really exactly. hard to tell when one ends and the other begins. Now maybe they lead into each other because we often just repeat these same bits over and over again. Uh, oh who's yes, to, to say <laughs> to the uh, I I I feel like uh, we we've probably spent more time just quoting that one bit to each other than the actual length of the movie. Um, it's entirely possible. And we've probably lost many Hums friends on the way as a result. I feel like a lot of people are just... At this point, I think they think that the bit is like there's layers to it. And that they, I think a lot of them oh. think we've made up this scene. And this scene never happened in the movie. <laughs> okay. But I need to reassure everyone in the audience that there was a scene where... Let's, you know, Brandon, let's do it. Let's do the, the orphan bit from Sonic the Hedgehog. The orphan bit from Sonic the Hedgehog. All right, this is a free teaser trailer, so I guess uh, mm. this this will be like your your little tech demo. Um, exactly. You know. I was <laughs> I was spitting out formulas while you were spitting up formula. Um, actually, I I was breastfed. Nice way to rub it in my orphan face. And scene. Thank you very and much. Scene. That now, was a scene now from is, now Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> from Sonic the Hedgehog. Starring Ben Schwartz as Sonic the Hedgehog and Jim Carrey as Ivo Robotnik. Um, we Release came out February 14, 2020. 2020, Anno Domini. Um, now that that uh, joke, that bit that we just did, is now uh, encapsulated, it is now forever part of uh, the interwebs. Mm -hmm. It sounded like you started a sentence as if you were going to like say something with the end of it. You're like, and now that... And then you just end. It is, it is forever. You see, because before we make these jokes in front of all the hum students and have them uh, obviously cringe and turn away and say, like, you know, we're lame and we shouldn't do these bits and uh, Sonic the Hedgehog was a bad movie. How fucking uh, Yeah, yeah. 
these are things that they have definitely said. Uh, I've I've heard them through my own vocal cords. I just said them now. Um, where was I? Going so they've never this? said it. You're just saying it yourself when you heard it through your own vocal cords. Yes, but when we were doing this, and I was imagining what the hum students were saying, it, it has not been preserved in the past. It, it has never really been preserved because nobody had a camera to record this masterpiece of a bit. So now, now that I'm on this podcast and we just delivered the bit live, that is um, live on a pre-recorded podcast. Yes, exactly, live on a pre-recorded. I don't do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> Is that just going to be your qualifier for this entire thing? You're just like, look, guys, it doesn't matter. I don't do podcasts. I, I don't do podcasts. I did one podcast in grade grade eleven English, and it was on um, it was on Macbeth. All right, and that's that's my only experience with podcasts. What did you talk about on your podcast about Macbeth? Oh, there's one part where they talked where uh, I I did the biblical references. I found those. Oh, I'm sure. There was that you um biblical references. Yeah, what was the drunk? There's like know. a. Brandon is uh, kind of a, a Bible boy, uh, as I like to call him. Uh, he knows, I would say, everything about the Bible. Correct me if I'm wrong, but you know all the things about the Bible? Uh, I mean, I've not read the Deuterocanonical books, so I wouldn't say everything. Unless, okay. yeah. So Brandon you know, knows there's, there's most of the things about the podcast. Yeah, I mean, but a lot Bible. of people... A lot of people get really surprised when they find out that I'm not religious because they just assume that I like go to church every Sunday and like uh, you know, am a am a am a am a follower of the Big J. But you know that that's not my lifestyle. I'm not like knocking other people. Like I think that's a that's a great thing if if you know that's something that you believe in. But it's not the type that I follow. Um, and a lot of people get really surprised when they hear about that because they're like, what you talk a lot about the bible how how is that not your your style i mean like for reference as to why they think brandon definitely uh is a follower of the big j as he said mm-hmm. um you have a 22 minute video on youtube talking about uh bible stuff not just bible stuff also quran stuff uh that's and true that's true Torah stuff i was gonna say Torah stuff, but I mean, you can also include that as Bible stuff, I guess. It, I talk about Judaism, Christianity, and Islam. Mm-hmm. The Abrahamic religions. I, yes, I would also like to thank you, Sam, for making that uh, that plug for my YouTube channel. A very smooth transition there. It's right, a very right subtle there. plug. You know, yeah. I think we just gotta subtly ease it into them. Mm-hmm. Mm. By the way, that subtly easing it into them is also uh, how you make love, Brandon, in case you were wondering. Uh, and if you subtly ease it out, that's how uh, Char- Charlotte's uh, Babies came out in Charlotte's Web, just like how uh, Jim Carrey released his egg sack in the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, starring, starring Ben Schwartz, Schwartz Sonic, the Sonic the Hedgehog. And Jim Carrey uh, is Ivo Robotnik. <laughs> imagine someone who doesn't know us listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> they probably think that we're two degenerates. I mean, that's a fair assessment, but I just... Uh, I, it's hurtful. But, like, they don't even know... like Like... They don't even know how far degeneracy goes. I mean, how far do you think it goes? Um, farther oh, than no. this podcast, it'll, I don't know. <laughs> Did you have a sudden realization that what you were about to say can't be said on a public platform? Yeah, uh, yeah, I would probably, yeah. I, that's my favorite thing about doing this podcast, is occasionally someone realizes partway through what they're saying that it's a terrible idea to say it. 
And some of them you know, just you, lean it, into it and go way more aggressive. And they're just like, fine, I'll just tell the whole story. So I exactly. was naked in the middle of a park. And it's like, I never asked you that. <laughs> but then some people are like, you are smart. And then there's just an awkward silence where they've started a sentence. I'm like, I don't know if I should interrupt them to save this or just let them sit in their failure. I mean, it feels bad as well because, like, you're you're also planning on um, making this podcast into a bigger thing, right? So, like, what if I don't know? What if you have like potential clients listening in, <laughs> and then and then they hear like they're like, oh, let's listen to Sam Pomerant's podcast, and then they hear they hear you bring someone like me as a guest on this podcast, and then I don't know, I say something uh, really not podcast appropriate. I can't exactly think of like what I would say, but. Um, <laughs> Look, I don't know. Brandon, you've listened to some episodes. Of, what, what episodes have you listened to? The one with Craig. The newest yeah. one with Craig. I've, I've listened to one, parts of that. Okay, like, there was another episode with Craig, and I think I can say this because, like, it's known. There was an episode with Craig that just doesn't exist anymore because we are like, oh, no, we crossed a line. Like, Craig oh, like, no. went up, and then a day later, Craig was like, yo, Sam, we got to take this down. <laughs> the parts that I watched weren't too bad. It was you and Craig fantasizing about uh, how great it is to be five or 6'2". Yeah, well, we I want to be 6'2". Um, but enough about me and Craig. If you want to hear about that, just listen to the other episode. Uh, Brandon, I have a big question for you. Because as we have addressed, you're yes. a big Bible boy, but not a religious Bible boy. Just, a, yes. you know, an educational Bible boy. Yeah. What is your favorite story from the Bible? Oh, my favorite story from the Bible. I like, okay... The stuff that uh, I find most intriguing in the Bible are the stuff that um, we have, like, archaeological evidence for. Okay. So, um, there are, like, so, so like, I do find the stories in, like, Genesis and Exodus to be very interesting. Um, but they're, uh, like, I, I'm not saying that they're fiction, but I'm saying that there are, like, a lot of those stories. Uh, we don't have, like, uh, archaeological evidence to support them in the literal sense. But I'm really interested. Some of my favorite books in the uh, the Hebrew Bible or the Old Testament are the books of Kings and the books of Chronicles, which um, those are the uh, the books that talk about the kings of Israel and Judah from uh, King David until the uh, the fall of Babylon. Or yeah, yeah, the fall of fall of Babylon uh, when Cyrus the Great conquers um, the Babylonian Empire. So I think it's really fascinating how um, like a book as influential as the Bible, and it's often seen as, like, oh, you know, like, the best-selling book of all time. You find it everywhere. I, I, I find it so interesting, like, how many people read the Bible, and it contains stories that we have archaeological evidence for, like, the uh, the actions of kings, such as Cyrus the Great. I think that is so fascinating. Um, also, in the book of Daniel, there's a lot of prophecies that are uh, undeniably about the conquest of Alexander the Great and the wars between uh, the Seleucid Empire and uh, Ptolemaic Egypt, which I think that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's, it's definitely interesting, like, the fact that, like, some people are like, nothing in the Bible is true. I'm like, well, that's not. That's objectively false. Yeah, exactly. The people that are like, I go into Indigo and move the Bible to the fiction section. Wow, look at, look at a real trooper over here. Ooh, you know, that really... Ooh takes down the church they don't know what to do at that point <laughs> they're exactly. like oh shit this guy moved our book god he damn moved it. it from the religion section to the fiction section it's our only weakness <laughs> if only we had done that thousands of years ago then there'd be no religion exactly i believe it was nietzsche who famously was the first person to move the bible to the fiction section when he said god is dead 
Oh, exactly. Because that, that's that's what his quote obviously means. He's like, he means, God is dead. I moved the Bible. I, I moved the Bible, and then God popped out, and I stabbed him in the heart. Yeah. That's, that's definitely what that Nietzsche quote is. God is dead, and that's a good thing. <laughs> uh, I would have loved like when you're t- I would have loved if Nietzsche's the full quote was God is dead and I killed him. That's what I I <laughs> wish it was. It's not God is dead and we killed him. God is dead, I killed him. Boom. <laughs> Nietzsche came out with the big knife. God, God maybe uh I don't know, the the dark knight. Well I'm the joke baby. Oh uh, no, no, Brandon. Brandon, no, why would you do this? <laughs> so I have, I, so you, as we've addressed, you're you're very familiar with the Bible. There's a line in, in a hip hop song that I want to ask you about. Oh no, okay, is this like some oh. Jason Derulo thing? This is not Jason is Derulo. This okay. is, uh, although Jason Derulo, as I discussed on the podcast with Craig, is one of the greatest artists of our generation. Um, <laughs> this song is uh, by J. Cole. And he says the following... J. Cole is a musical artist... Okay. uh, ...who has released hip-hop songs for people to listen to. Some of them are popular. Some of them are not. That's how music works. So some of them are hip-hop songs. Well, they're all hip-hop songs. He is a rapper. No, they're all all hip-hop songs, but you said some of them are popular, so some of them are hip-hop songs. Oh, that's a very good point, Brandon. We've really, yes. you know, deciphered the music of J. Cole here. Uh, on the song Sunset featuring Young Nutty, J. Cole says he's got a big-ass chopper make a god flinch. Uh, so my question for you is, how big of a chopper would someone need to make a god flinch? How big of a chopper? Like a, like a helicopter? Not a helicopter. Uh, like a gun. Not a helicopter. It's like, not oh, a... like a gun. Yeah. Well, it's, I think it all really depends. Usually, okay. it's not it's not the term of uh, size in in terms of length, but uh, often in terms of height. Because in in um the book of Genesis chapter um, uh, what chapter? I think it's chapter uh, eleven. Uh, the one with the Tower of Babel. I think that's chapter eleven. Uh, there's a story where mm-hmm. there's people in a city called Babel, usually interpreted as Babylon. And okay. they want to build a tower to heaven, right? And they're like, you know what? God is up in the skies. We need to build a tower so that um, we can, you know, confront God and build a tower tall enough to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. So they build a tower, or like a, a ziggurat, uh, and God sees this, and he's like, oh no, humans are becoming too powerful. So um, he, he scatters uh, the humans from the tower, and he introduces different languages and it's the book of genesis explanation for why there are multiple languages so i think uh if you make a gun that is tall enough to potentially reach heaven or if you try shooting at the skies then that might make god uh tremble a little bit might a make him uh, quake in his boots yes so you're saying that when he says big ass chopper he really means just tall chopper very tall yes very not tall. necessarily like not necessarily big in terms of length, but in terms of height. So you could have a like a a skinny chopper that just yeah. goes really high up in the sky. Yeah. Now, could you get a slightly shorter chopper and just stand on top of a big mountain? Oh. 
Oh, that might. Hmm. If if the uh, the some height of you on top of the small chopper on top of the mountain is equal to or greater than you not on a mountain but on a really really big chopper, then you're not on like the chopper, that... you know, right? It's a oh. gun. You're holding it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What if it's what if it's a, a chopper on a helicopter? That's what okay. I was thinking originally, right? That makes can, sense. So you get on a stand helicopter. Yeah. Are you standing point, on top of at the that helicopter? Point, you, wouldn't like... even, you wouldn't even need a mountain at that point. You just need to go up. <laughs> Wait, when you say on a helicopter, do you mean like in the cockpit area or do you mean like on top of the spinny things? Oh, I feel like that would be too dangerous. <laughs> you just fly <laughs> off. <laughs> you're just standing in the middle of the propellers like i hope this works and you just start spinning yeah like uh like some really messed up uh carousel <laughs> yeah but you ever you ever notice how um you hear about like those how some people that are like seven or eight feet tall like if the, the people that are in like the guinness book of world records how they're like eight feet tall they always die at a really young age like like in their late 20s or early 30s yeah. That's because they're too tall. They're getting too close to heaven. So that's why they so die God, so soon. Are you saying God has them killed because they're getting too close to paradise? Exactly. Wow. Wow. That's, you know, RIP to the tall legends. Uh, I'm sorry that God had it out for you. It's uh that's a that's a lot, Brandon. You've dro- you've dropped a lot on me. I think we should uh we should now talk about a different hip hop song. This one was a okay. fairly popular. Are you familiar with the song? Are you sorry? I should start off. Are you familiar with the artist uh, Drake? Drake. Drake. He's Aubrey a Graham. Yes, Degrassi. from uh, Degrassi. Yes. Yes, he played Jimmy on Degrassi. Wonderful, wonderful show. Mm-hmm. Wonderful man. Wonderful uh, production. He was shot in the show. And he, he was, was shot season season four. He was mm-hmm. shot by um, oh god, what was his name? Uh, John, not Johnny. He was he was shot by. He had long hair and glasses. Like his name is escaping my mind. I'll I'll remember it later. Well, when you remember it, please let me know. And if you remember it after right. we're done recording the podcast, I'll just edit it in at this point. Very awkward right. with that. I'll do. I'll be doing my know, impression of you to just put it in because I don't feel like getting you to send me audio. I know the actor's first name who played the school shooter. The actor's first name is Ephraim. I remember that because uh, it's the name of the twelfth tribe. Because it's the name of one of the twelfth tribes of Israel. Um, huh. Yeah, but I don't remember his character's name. Well, you know, you've you've given us enough to think about. Anyways, so the uh, the actor Drake uh, eventually yeah. retired from acting and moved into oh, really? uh, rapping. He did, oh. I know. Little How's he known doing fact, in that? You know, he's doing fairly well. Fairly uh, well? Fairly well. He's, uh, you know, he's he's successful, some would say. He's making really? a living. Making it's his day living. job now, so that's very good. Also, he he has a kid, which is, we're very proud of him for having a kid. He's a, he's yeah, a family so, uh, man now. But what I want to talk about is uh, he has a song that was released in the the year 2018. Okay. Called God's Plan. In which okay, he, I feel like I'm vaguely familiar, but you're vaguely familiar with the song God's Plan. I might have I, I've heard the title before, but I don't know. I, I guess I'll, I'll find out the I'll lyrics read, that you're referring to. 
I'll read you the chorus, because that's what's really important here. Uh, okay. It goes, God's plan. God's plan. I hold back sometimes I won't, yeah. I feel good sometimes I don't, a don't. I finesse down Weston Road, a nest. Michael down at G-O-D, yeah, wait. I, I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait. I make sure that Northside eat. My question to you, Brandon, yeah. is he says he might go down a G-O-D. Okay. Is there any biblical references that back up that people can become gods if they release good enough music? If they release good enough music... Well, there's also the aforementioned story of... Well, uh, in the book of Genesis, uh, about the story of Adam and Eve, how they were kicked out of paradise because uh, they ate from the tree of... Uh, of uh, knowledge of good and evil, mm -hmm. and God was afraid that they would become too much like gods, and he kicked them out of paradise. But um, the biblical vibes that I was getting from the lyrics that you were reading, it was reminding me a lot of the book of Job. Uh, I guess there's a sort of challenging God aspect, but there's also the I feel good and then I don't line. Mm. That, that line I feel good, sometimes I don't. Yes. Exactly. I feel good, sometimes I don't. So much in the same manner, Job was a he was a humble man. He prayed to God all the time, and yet all the time, very many, very many riches. Mm -hmm. But um, Satan was talking to God, and he challenged God, and he said the only reason God or the only reason Job was loyal to God was because um, he was getting all of these gifts and riches from God. So Satan, with God's permission, killed Job's family and his livestock and took away all his possessions, and also gave uh, Job boils. Uh, so Job, he there's a very famous line in the book of Job where it says, "The Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away." So when the Lord giveth, you feel good, I guess, because yeah. you feel you have all of these um, riches. But sometimes you don't feel good. That's the Lord taketh away aspect of the the line, and there is sort of. Um, Job is sort of uh, described as having a sort of hubris in in the in the book of Job. Uh, he often challenges why he's being punished, and he believes that um, he can understand God better than God himself can understand. So uh, God um, he humbles Job at the end of the book, and he tells him, "Hey, uh, the laws of heaven are too complicated for you to understand. Um, you're just a man. You don't you 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 can't uh, have this." kind of hubris you can't challenge me in this aspect so uh once job is humbled and once he realizes um about god's uh divine judgment and justice he receives his his gifts back again so i guess um what drake is saying is sometimes he feels good sometimes he doesn't and um i guess he's sort of in the stage of the book of job where he's challenging god and he's not quite i guess humbled yet uh, okay. But maybe maybe later in the song, I don't know the song lyrics, but like maybe maybe there is more of a parallel as the lyrics go on. I'm I'm gonna tell you, uh, just right mm -hmm. now, there's not. Uh, and finally, oh. I feel like we should move on to some actual some gospel hip hop. Uh, okay. You're familiar with the artist uh, Kanye West. Kanye West, yes, I am very familiar. Ever since he made that opera called Nebuchadnezzar, and the picture was not a picture of Nebuchadnezzar, but it was a picture of, I believe, Darius of Persia, who Nebuchadnezzar is not even Persian, he's Babylonian. That that broke me. But yes, I'm really continue. sorry that broke I'm sorry to bring that up in the in these trying it times. It is, yeah. Um, but on his song, 
Everything We Need, featuring Ant Clemens and Ty Dolla Sign. Right. Kanye says, what if, Eid, what if Eve made apple juice? You going to do what Adam do? Or say, baby, let's put it back on this tree because we have everything we need. Hmm. So my question to you, Brandon, is if Eve did, in fact, make apple juice out of that apple, Hmm. are you going to do what Adam did? Well, I think the first first mistake in that question right there is, uh, can I I say professors' names? Is that that an okay thing? I mean, yeah, they're public people. Okay, so this would be a a very, uh, as Shauna Delansky pointed out, this is a a gross misunderstanding of the the story in Genesis, because um, what the lyric implies... Before you go on, before you go on, you said Kanye West had a Mm. gross misunderstanding of the Bible. Of, well, maybe not the whole Bible, but like specifically the book of Genesis. I mean, I, 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 he would know this if he went to the Humanities Fight Night, um, where... Okay, Let's invite Kanye to the Humanities Fight Night next year. Humanities Fight Night 2021 guest star Kanye, Kanye West. West. Uh, it wasn't even in... Yeah, so according according to Shauna Delansky, um, it wasn't necessarily... The, the Bible never specifies what the fruit is that Adam and Eve ate. Um, it doesn't say that it's an apple, and a lot of uh, modern interpretation uh, leans on the side that it wasn't an apple. Maybe it was a different fruit. I've heard, like, a pomegranate, among other things. So, uh, if Eve made apple juice for... Yes, okay? What? So, if Eve made apple juice out of an apple from a tree in the in the Garden of Eden, then... Um, there, there would be no worry about having disobeyed God because it is likely that the the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was not an apple anyway. So you can you can drink as much apple juice as you want, and God will not get mad at you. The the okay. problem is approaching that one tree in the garden. So I think maybe Kanye West, maybe he's aware of that uh, that that interpretation of the Book of Genesis, and he's saying that um, if Eve made apple juice he would not necessarily uh, disobey God, and he would be less inclined to disobey God because the apple juice would just be so good that it would give you another reason to stay in the Garden of Eden and to not disobey God. So maybe there's actually some, uh, some um, what is it, credence to this, this story, or this, uh, this verse. Maybe there's like some kind of hidden meaning that I'm missing. Wow. Um, I don't think so, because he does then end it with, baby, let's put it back on the tree. Uh, which... Oh, okay, that might be a problem. I mean, it is difficult to put apple juice back on a tree just to begin with. Yeah, I think the tree would get wet. <laughs> Maybe sticky as well. Yeah. Unless they also have the power to turn the juice back into an apple, which would be very impressive. Do they have, uh, like, superpowers in the Garden of Eden? I mean, is there any biblical evidence of that? Can we get some I mean, textual evidence? Well, okay, I think there's sort of an implication that there were not many superpowers in the Garden of Eden because the other tree that Adam, that God was worried about Adam and Eve um, eating was the, the tree of life, so that would give them immortality. So at the very least, there's an implication that um, humans and animals were not immortal and that they still died. There's no um, particular instances in the Bible where it talks about people dying in the garden, but there's the implication by uh, God saying uh, Adam and Eve might become immortal. So, so there's there's an implication of mortality there. Uh, so, at the very least, they don't have um, 
lifelong superpowers like it like immortality but do they have um other superpowers i'm not like sure the ability to turn juice back into fruit yes these are big questions these are why aren't bible scholars addressing these issues you know bible, scho bible scholars are always trying to jump around the real issues of the biblical text and none of them except for kanye west are getting to the to the real point of the matter which is what happens to the juice of the fruit and what exactly. can be done it with seems, it i mean like what have bible scholars done for us in recent history like there is a discovery last month that the um the dead sea scrolls that were in the museum of the bible in oh, i forget where uh, washington dc the uh the dead sea scrolls in the Washington DC museum they were forgeries and that was discovered last month and then like last week it was discovered that um the same company that owns the museum of the bible in Washington had uh stolen uh tablets of the epic of Gilgamesh so I don't think that's a lot of good that bible scholars Oof. did for us in the past month or so I feel like if Kanye West uh joins the team of bible scholars there can be some kind of um reformation addressing the more serious biblical issues that, you know, that's a very good point. I feel like if, if Kanye steps in there, he's done a lot of good for the world. You know, he made shoes that don't look like shoes. He's made white t-shirts that cost hundreds of dollars. I feel you like... Supreme? I didn't no, know, he... know that. <laughs> Shots fired at Supreme. Brandon's uh -huh. going strongly anti-Supreme. <laughs> Man, you really, you're really is... going at him, Brandon. <laughs> this is a hot take central. Called... This is called political commentary. Boom, roasted. God damn, you're really you're really on fire today, Brandon. Thank you. You know, I feel like this is the if Brandon, do you think there's any biblical characters who would wear supreme? Um Yes, the the rich uh, in, in the New Testament, there's a story uh of uh, Jesus going into the temple and he sees a bunch of rich men and they're donating large sums of money but um, it's essentially chump change for them because of the, the large amount of money that's at their disposal and then he sees a, a widow that uh, donates only two coins but it was all that she had so he tells his disciples that the widow donating the two coins gave more than the, the very rich men donating the piles and piles of money. So I, I feel like the rich men would definitely wear Supreme merchandise. Mm. I would not put that past them. Would you say that they're the original hype beasts? Uh, maybe, because, yeah, because they're, uh, they're donating in front of the public eye so that people can see them donating. Um so maybe they would wear Supreme merchandise so people can see them hyping up their favorite brand names. Because mm. Supreme really needs the help from these rich boys. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> wow, I'm glad we're I'm glad we're getting the real deep dive into the important Bible issues today. Uh, yes, such as I, which biblical figures would wear Supreme merchandise. I, you know, it's the people say that the Bible doesn't relate to modern times. When clearly it does. <laughs> these are the, these are the problems facing us today. It was the same problems they faced in biblical times. Jesus was that they're like level. fuck these hype beasts. <laughs> Would well, Jesus go to Coachella? Um, I don't know. You don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I feel like. 
I feel like Jesus would be be a Frank Ocean fan. I feel like it. Are there instances of him listening to music? I, I don't know. I just, you know, Jesus would get in his sad boy hours occasionally. Is that accurate, would you say? He was a very emotional man? Very emotional man. Well, there was a time where he uh, whipped everybody out of the temple, so that was pretty emotional, I guess. Yeah, see? Frank Ocean makes emotional music. I feel like Jesus would... He would have nights where he's sitting alone, being like, why did my dad leave me with all these terrible people? And just, you know, crying listening to some Frank Ocean. I mean, when he's getting crucified, he literally says, um, my lord, my lord, why have you forsaken me? Which I think is a very similar sentiment to what you were saying. Very uh, Hmm. Frank Ocean-esque. Indeed. Also, Frank Ocean has a song where he talks about uh, falling in love with a stripper and Jesus loved a prostitute. It's like the same thing. Well, I mean, you're saying you're saying Frank Ocean fell in love, though, right? Like romantically. Uh, yes, but it's similar. There. Um... Okay. And I think we should, like, if we're talking about Jesus, we need to ask the real question: How big do you think his dick was? Uh. You know, Sam. Yeah. <laughs> remember, remember earlier when earlier. I was like, man, remember earlier, this is like, I don't, I don't, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes ago when yeah. I was like, oh, I feel like I could have said something that would put your podcast in jeopardy. So I'm going yeah. to abstain. Well, yeah, I wasn't expecting that like bombshell to drop from from the person running the podcast of all people. Uh, you know, sometimes we gotta live life on the edge. You know, <laughs> live life on the edge. <laughs> God, I, I'm just going to say uh, uh, no comment on that no question. No comment. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no. that's fair. That's fair. I just, I thought, you know, it was an important question to ask. Am I allowed to ask if Jesus had big dick energy? Uh, I mean, in the New Testament, he's presented as the Lord and Savior, so I think there there has to be some kind of big dick energy presented there. Sure. Well, I'm really glad. <laughs> Again, we keep getting to the real issues of the Bible, Brandon. Right. We keep digging deep. <laughs> Uh, we should do the lecture. We should do lectures next year. We should do uh, fuck the professors. We'll go up and we'll just we'll do this podcast live for the first year students. <laughs> Where are we gonna do it on Zoom? We'll get on Big Blue Button. Shout out Big Blue Button. And <laughs> Big Blue Button is what made us survive the last month of school. So, uh... and the amount of time I spent not paying attention to my classes was almost ridiculous. Oh, yeah. I don't know how fall semester is going to be. That's going to be quite the challenge there. It's going to be insane. I feel like, because, like, for non-Hums kids, there's also the Hums land, which I think is a key part of the experience. Oh, yeah, I exactly. Mean, I'd go there every day, like, after I mean, classes. It was Yeah. The energy of this podcast is entirely inspired by the Hums Lounge. Exactly. But the Hums Lounge is, like, a hundred times more chaotic. It's ridiculous how... Yes. Uh, <clears throat> It's like a little battle royale there every day. I mean, my one of my favorite moments from the Hums Lounge is... So we were there, and people were playing yes. chess. 
and you were talking how did we get to the point you were talking about chinese chess you were right. just like i hate how they like call this just chess but then the the other ones are chinese chess and then you uh-huh. explained to me and i was like oh how do you play chinese chess and then you're like one second you reach into your bag <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you just pulled out a Chinese chess set. A Chinese chess board, yes. Okay, because when I was... Okay, so there's some backstory behind backstory. there. So when I was in high school, this was end of grade 9, beginning of grade 10. I went okay. through a huge ch- I went through a huge chess phase. This was before I became interested in history. I think this is probably like the, the prelude to my interest in history. Because the first... Mm-hmm. Other than World War II history, the first thing I can remember that I was like truly interested in related to history was the history of chess. So I went through a huge chess phase, and uh, I went to TNT, uh, and I, I learned that Chinese chess was, like, the oldest version of chess that is still uh, regularly played today. So I went to TNT, which, for those of you who don't know, that's an, it's an Asian supermarket, uh, and TNT had... Um, okay, I'm just they really had curious of- who knows about my podcast but doesn't know about TNT. I don't know. Maybe there's people listening from... Maybe there's people listening from Asia, and there's, like, no need for a TNT, because, like, it, like, TNT, I don't... I do have a so big anyway. audience in Asia, you're right. Do you? Yeah, 100%. The South Koreans love my podcast. They don't nice. understand it, but they love it. Oh, I see. Um, so, <laughs> I went... I went to TNT, and they had a bunch of Chinese chess boards, and they, I got three of them for $5, um, and that, that was total price, so it was, it was really good. Uh, so I would always carry around one copy of Chinese chess in my bag in case I needed to use it, like in case anybody needed to learn how to play. So uh, I did that even in first year university. So Sam was like, how do you play Chinese chess? So I'm like, one second. So I pull out my Chinese chess board, and the rest is chess history. Mm-hmm. That's, that's very true. You crushed me. Uh, yeah. tr- I tried. I stumped you at one point, which I consider a victory. But then you uh-huh. crushed me. You absolutely. <laughs> and I will say it was partially because every single time it was my turn, I had to check what every piece on the board could do because I immediately forgot. <laughs> yeah, because the problem with Chinese chess is, um, unlike like in regular chess, all of the pieces have like their own unique shape. So like the king is like really tall and has a cross on top. The pawn is like uh, the smallest piece. The rook looks like a castle. In Chinese mm-hmm. chess, all of the pieces are circular, so they look like basically checkers pieces, and they're circular, and they have the the Chinese um, symbol on them for whatever their piece is supposed to be. So instead of knights, uh, it's a circular piece with the Chinese symbol for a horse, and the the rook, it's the symbol for a chariot, and so on. So if you don't understand what the symbols mean, uh, all of the pieces essentially look the same because they're all um, just like circular pieces they're all the same size so that's uh, i feel like that's the biggest um uh learning curve when it comes to learning how to play chinese chess is memorizing the symbols and what they mean but i think it's a it's a superior form of chess because uh first of all there's a river which is really cool and second of all the pieces are, are much farther apart um at first so you can actually move your pieces um much earlier in the game, whereas in chess, mm. the uh, the first five or six moves, they're all really close together, and you can't really move much other than your pawns and your knights. Yeah. I will also say, and I, my favorite part of Chinese chess is mm. that there is a cannon. Yes, the cannon is the best piece. Uh, it is Well, it's the most interesting piece. It moves like a rook, but in order to capture, you have to jump over at least one other piece, um, which it's pretty sweet. It is. It's pretty nice. 
Um, although it does set up times where I'm like, oh, I'm in the clear, and then Brandon will just jump over with a cannon. I'll be like, oh, never mind, everything is terrible. <laughs> exactly, good for, for stealth attacks. Uh, it's it's a mess. I tried so hard to beat you, and it just... It all fell apart. Uh, I mean, so hey, it was, a good, it was a good try for your first game. Thank you, and my third game, and my second and game, and <laughs> so on and so forth. Yes. Uh, you know, I think we're coming to the end of the podcast. Anything else you need to touch on? Anything you want to talk about? Anything I want to talk about? Um, <coughs> I'm drawing a blank. Oof. Should we uh should we plug your YouTube channel one more time? Uh, sure. You can do that. I don't know all the information. <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. So my my YouTube channel. I mean, the name is just Brandon F. Uh, I I make I make a. Uh, video i made one video and it's on the the basic beliefs of um judaism christianity and islam uh and essentially what my goal of my channel and i I also want to make videos later in the future talking about uh other religions and i also would hopefully want to make videos on not just religion but also history so ancient history uh medieval history modern history whatever uh but but i believe it is important to be uh, religiously literate in some way to be aware of other people's beliefs and um, whether you're religious or whether you're uh, atheist or agnostic I believe to know the different beliefs the similarities and differences between uh, Christianity Judaism Islam Buddhism Hinduism to be aware of what people around you believe in I think is is very very important um, it's uh, definitely uh, important in combating uh, bigotry, racism, so on and so forth. I, I think religious literacy is important in that regard. And I believe that uh, religion should be taught uh, in schools in a secular manner to not favor one religion over another, but just make people aware of what people believe. Yeah, so that's the goal of my channel. Uh, Brandon F. I talk about the Abrahamic religions. You know, this podcast cool video taken such a turn. <laughs> Yeah, somebody from Morocco commented on my video. I got oh, really nice. excited about that. Yes. That I'm Morocco? Yes. It makes me feel like this podcast has become so much less important. Because, like, we just talked about, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog, hip-hop lyrics about God, and then Jesus' dick for a little bit. And then you're like, anyways, li- <laughs> biblical literacy is important for the future. <laughs> It'll end racism, homophobia. <laughs> I'm like, shit. <laughs> Did we waste to be our time? Fair, to be fair, though, mm-hmm. when you said we talked about Jesus' dick, what we mean by that is you tried to initiate a conversation about Jesus' dick, and I tried to, like, you know, just shoot past that. You know, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to hold you to it, that you, you're, you know, you're avoiding the important questions, and I think, you know, that's a big problem <laughs> with the world today, is no one wants to talk about the serious issues. Mm-hmm. Um... <laughs> No one wants to get into the mess of the real problems of the world. Um, You know, I guess that's fine. Thank you for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. It was a real honor. It was, you know, I think now you can say that you've done a second podcast. Yes, other than the Macbeth one. I don't know if I still have that saved. Maybe I I could probably try to look for it. But it was, was, this was definitely in my top two favorite podcasts that I've been a part of. (laughs) Yay. We made it to the top two of the two. <laughs> yeah. This is a big victory for me and my team. Okay, thank you for being on the podcast, man. Thank you for uh, 
Thank you, Brandon, for being on the podcast. He was an incredible guest. You can find him on YouTube, of course, at Brandon F. He's got one video up, and it's amazing. Go check it out. This has been another episode of the Remembering Fun Podcast. Please remember to subscribe, rate five stars, and, you know, just share this with some friends. Good time. Have a nice day. Thank you, Craig, for being on the podcast. You can, of course, follow him on Twitter, as he so kindly mentioned, and he will be on the check-in next week, so listen to it.